Hi, I'm Chris Roberts, and this is Late Night Vacuum. Welcome to the Late Night Vacuum. And we are live with yet another episode of Late Night Vacuum. I am Grockies, one of the two hosts here. Definitely not the best one. I am joined, as always, though, by Dublar Thackeray, also not the best host. Somehow we're both terrible. Yes, the best host that we actually have is, um, well, pretty much the ale and absinthe I've been drinking this evening. Um, it certainly kept me entertained. Uh, how are you, you magnificent hairy bastard? I'm feeling good right now. Yes. For the podcast listeners, I may splice in a little summary of why Grackies is feeling good. But um, it's it's kind of like, I would, des- I would describe you as a person who has got all the catnip. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Except, it, I don't know, does, is catnip like speed or does it mellow them out? I can never remember. I don't remember cats. Um. Uh. You mean the the musical with the trains, not Starlight Express? Did Starlight Express have cats in it? I don't know. I would absolutely love there to be a combination between the two, uh, just simply for the audio track. Um, Starlight cats. Watch them scream. Uh, and with that screaming, we should probably uh synchronize. Uh, in three, two, one. Okay, so that was we didn't have anything planned, so I just went with whatever he was doing and tried to match. I tried to make screaming, but not cat screams and train sounds, which was the chicka 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 chicka, which, to be honest, is I should have picked up on that. Is what I normally say when I carry a jugger, chugger 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 chugger. Um, are, are you also in a band with that jugga 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 jugga? No. <laughs> <laughs> Confirm Dublar's in a jug band. Okay, so Grex, um, I hope you've had a good week. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got, so I'm laughing because uh, for the audio listeners, uh, we've got, uh, we've set chat uh, tonight to have a, have a hashtag uh, uh, for our sanity, and it's already been asked if we can spam it. Thank you, Pants Warrior. Um, so, Grackies, uh, we're going to try to kind of cover everything fairly rapidly. Uh, what have you been playing this week? Uh, this week, it's been Overwatch, because the new season just started, mm-hmm. and I dropped like 500 SR, so fuck that. What does um, SR mean? SR is your rating number. It goes anywhere from zero to 5,000 with basically silver and gold where a lot of the players are is like from 1,500 to 2,500 range. How did you drop 500? I was at a run. I was at 2,200 at the end of the season, did my 10 placement matches, and came in at 1,700 even though I won six, drew two, lost two. Right. 
So for some reason, it dropped me down. But a lot of people apparently had that experience where they went down anywhere between 500 and 1,000 SR. And they're like, I don't know what happened. Is it something that will get readjusted or is it just an algorithm thing it's and live supposed, with it? It's supposed to get readjusted off of wins after you get a bad placement. But what happens is it, when you end up in a certain range, eventually you get in with teams where either your team is not coordinating at all or you get a coordinating team. Okay. And if you get unlucky, essentially, because it's you're, you're thrown into a pool of a of random queue, especially if you're solo queuing, if you get unlucky, essentially what happens is your numbers start to drop and you don't get as much gain to get out of the unlucky pool. And you need gain to get out of the pool. Yeah. You, yeah. Uh, I see what you're doing there. Uh, yeah. However, someone who's awesome, not you. But a different awesome person gave me another copy of Overwatch right. to test something. Okay. And they're like, go make a new account. Here's a copy of Overwatch. Go get yourself to level 25 and do your placement matches. I'm pretty sure you're not going to be anywhere near that. And I'm working on leveling up right now, and I haven't yet lost a game. So, Do you think it's um, kind of like they've got an inbuilt waiting system based on history? I think that's part of it too, and I think it's waiting too much on the early games where you, if you've actually improved and learned and spent the time to learn, that sometimes your your matchmaking penalized. is like, oh well, you used to be terrible, so we're gonna put you in with this group of terrible people, and you're sitting there going, I can't carry the team alone, so that's I keep pretty losing. Rough. That's a pretty bad but system potential. I mean, why would they do that? I'm just kind of trying to wonder why. Because it's very, very, very hard to balance that sort of thing. It happens in League of Legends to people. Mm. It happens in a lot of competitive games to people where they call it ELO hell, where you get just kind of stuck in this zone where you you get about 55% win rate, so you very slowly climb out of it, but there are days where it can just be brutal and awful because you are working on climbing out, and I was climbing out until the new competitive re-rank swatted me back down into mm. the middle of the pool of hell and i'm like no i was doing well never a good thing um so apart from that um you've been playing uh i'd say hellion i think i saw you play some of yes i was playing hellion the new survival space sim. now how long have you played it how much have very you, hardcore how much have you played of that so far would you say 35 hours i think fucking hell um does it still hold up? Uh, I've waned a little bit on it because it can be fun. It's just some of the bugs in it can make it frustrating. And then there's a lot of waiting periods at points. It really, really needs stuff like the in-game VoIP to work, which is supposed mm. to have been working at launch, but they had bugs with it. Okay. The developers are awesome. They're responsive. They're working with the community on stuff. They want to get more in there. But there's just some critical bugs that can make it hard to play it for more than this amount of time I've played it so far. Mm. And I kind of am like, I, I need a content update. So, provided there's a content update. I mean, I guess for my kind of thing is, given that it's early access, uh, do you feel as if it's been substantial enough for people to check out? Uh, for people to check out, yes. Turpentine test. Definitely. Turpentine Testy uh, in chat says 73 hours of Hellion. Yeah, they're 
though when you travel from planet to planet that can eat up a lot of the time oh dear uh because if you do a jump from like it's one star system multiple planets and some moons around them and when you go from say one major planet to another you have to warp there mm. and to do that the warp can be an hour plus Mm-hmm. to go from point to point when you're going that far to do it and check out this new region uh, so there there there's a lot of downtime in some sections but it is worth checking out i do believe that the developers are very responsive and have a good game plan for it yeah. that what they are going to be doing in the long run is going to be really well set up so i think it's worth uh, supporting it by getting it on early access okay cool because yeah it's a case of um looking to get it myself so i'm very curious uh template testing tell us if this uh matches your expectations he's he or she says uh yep left game on overnight once for a jump yeah that's those long multi-hour jumps wow yeah there are times where it's like okay i'm gonna log off now and just let the ship do the thing let the ship do the thing um i just can't no. you went a little cosby there yeah well only a little um <laughs> more than i should have um more than anyone needed um have you been playing anything else or is that really the guts of it i think that's it okay i don't remember i don't think there was anything else honestly in the past couple of days yeah and of course D D every saturday yes how was last week's game last week's was fun uh i apologize to everyone who does watch bad rolls that also might listen to this podcast um the latest episodes aren't up on youtube because i'm having an issue getting the videos to actually process on my channel they go into my feed they start to process and then whatever processing server i'm linked into fails and then it says we we can't process the video and i'm like it's on Twitch. I can upload the raw video to Twitch and it works. Oh, nice. So it's a processing error on YouTube's end that they're looking at because they're like, it shouldn't be doing that. We, I'm sorry, but I'm also not a huge YouTuber, so they don't really care as much. Um, I'm an editor on your YouTube, aren't I? I think so. Do you want to send me the files and I'll see if I can upload them? Um, and I won't publish them and just leave them there for you to kind of put in your titles and whatnot. Yeah, yeah so, I, I can after, definitely after do that. this. We'll do that. Send it across. You know how. Um, yes. yes. But as to how it went, um, the last episode was really good. The players found themselves in another somewhat puzzling situation, though not an actual true puzzle. Though they just found something cool and interesting that they were playing around with a bit. They're still in the creepy cemetery region, and I left them off in a troubling circumstance that you're going to have to find out how it goes at the start of tomorrow's episode. Woohoo! Um, that is excellent. I uh, look forward to it. Um, so, with uh, no further ado, um, let's talk about what's been going on this week in Star Citizen. Um, uh, it's been one of those ones where we may have uh, uh, commented on about how they're kind of getting their feet post-Christmas, they've got their heads down, they're getting many things sorted out, they're getting the shit aligned. And then we got ATV this week, which was um, uh, honestly a bit of a chunky monkey. Um, Two back to back. 
well, yes. <laughs> um, do you want to kind of go through what you saw? Okay. I'm trying to remember all of it. Uh, you're going to have to refresh my memory on that Medication. whole beginning. Because da, da, not just that, da, da, da. but my brain is also kind of focused on the really, really long section of it that was super cool. Um, well, we had uh, Brian. Um, uh, well, yeah, Turp is coming up and going. Yeah, HV oh, was brilliant. Features, the, yeah. Um, it, yeah, the the one thing that I do remember really, really, really standing out to me was the new uh animation rendering system mm. where they are basically able to set up all the animation and how a scene's going to play out so they could do like a, a a squadron scene or they could even use it for other animations and then offload all of that to another box yes. while they continue to work so maya is basically rendering everything for the scene so they can continue doing other work and they don't just bog down a system which is honestly that's something that movie studios do Yes. Like that that typically isn't even done in game studios. Usually the animators just left with the box used up for that time. Yes. They don't even put that much energy and effort into making sure the animations are offloaded. Yes. Uh we also saw the moons. Oh, yeah. My <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh yeah. I could I I couldn't remember the, like I know there was something super cool. Oh yeah, yeah. that's oh, right. All yeah. three moons and they were walking around. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it looked like the beautiful tundra of Scotland, um, <laughs> in the summer. Um, it was, it was, so they went and they looked at, um, the moons of, uh, the Stanton system. And Crusader, the Crusaders. Specifically. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, they, they all looked a little bit similar, but each very visually had their own look and feel their own visual identity um so you know you could create the idea that they were all of the same thing at one time or same kind of origin that then grew into different things um which is essentially what they were yeah um and you got to see uh walking around the ice plant ice moon which was absolutely gorgeous um the three moons uh what is it yella the pinta and the santa maria yeah um although to be honest i'm now looking if i should get you know how like we had like the three wolf moon t-shirt and so on i wonder if we can get like uh, a three ice moon t-shirt with uh the uh <laughs> with this with the space station instead of the moon and the <laughs> kind of replacing it flip uh, it around so three moon space station yeah the three moon space station um it was it, three moon olisar three moon olisar yeah it was absolutely thank you it was absolutely uh breathtaking and um so they're working on populating that right now which is nice um the uh big thing and i think it's being mentioned by star sickle um in chat uh is progress in the subsumption mission editor uh mm -hmm. that was fantastic so uh subsumption is uh how do you describe subsumption subsumption is basically the controller for all the behind the scenes working mm -hmm. uh it is what makes the ai npcs alive it is what generates the economy around the verse it's what causes missions to spawn and things mm -hmm. to happen it is essentially the illuminati of the game 
So for this, the two things that stood out for me was uh, the fact that they're able to go into subsumption and affect, directly affect variables of uh, NPCs so they can change how they affect and, and work, which means that they now have um, a, a more visual real-time process where they can kind of go in, uh, affect, and, and verify. Um, also, the fact that, um, according to uh, Brian Chambers, they've been able to take one of the lead characters, one of the not one, mm -hmm. you know, one of the main characters out of Squadron Forty Two, and run a full twenty-four hour cycle of that person's life. In-game cycle. In, well, in-game twenty-four hour cycle. So who knows the speed up or whatever. But what that means is that they've got a fully kind of working. Uh, single p uh, person ecosystem on a very kind of critical uh, one would assume kind of complex role which they're using to really kind of fill out all the uh, all the situations so that once they've mastered that in the same way where um, you look at you don't finish off all the graphics and all the final tweaks until you've got the th the, the master locked and then you kind of replicate mm -hmm. it across because if not you're tweaking everything um if they're getting kind of close to kind of finalizing that that's a very positive um and uh there's there's kind of comments coming in chat as well um uh i i do want to kind of pick up on this about star sickle saying considering they are rigging up rescue and research missions right now that was what i was just about yeah, to say yeah I, I was i already had it in my head and i beat him to the comment i was just waiting for you to talk no, about you, that because i was going to say while the the 24 hours on one character is cool the fact that subsumption can tie into any of the locations of an area in the game because essentially stanton is under the hood very simplistic terms it's an object yeah it has a breakdown in the structure inside it, which is moons, asteroids, uh, stations that you can go visit. So what it does is it has a breakdown structure. The new subsumption, they can have, they can basically tie it over and say, okay, spawn events, pirate attack on vessel Aurora with shipping container one, use location type asteroid and population in region of three or less mm. they could do something like that and basically it would go all right well i've got 10 asteroid fields out here there's only one ship in this area uh all right so i'll pop an aurora in there i'll dump in the pirates i'll fire off the distress beacon and it'll send the alert out to everyone but that one ship's probably going to get the jump on them mm. So let's set the difficulty within variables X and, you know, X and Y to throw it on the graph here just to give it a little bit of fun and boop, and it just spawns it in. Yes. And then all of that stuff will happen. The beacon will go off and, oh, crap, there's an Aurora in trouble. And someone will zoom off over there. Anyone else searching for beacons will be like, oh, and they'll quantum over to try and jump in see maybe who gets it first maybe someone who's playing more nefarious pirate types like oh, i bet bounty hunters are going to be there so they'll go in and then maybe yeah. try to stop other players from stopping the pirates so the player and the pirate can play together and yeah all that stuff starts to tie together and mm -hmm. it's like that's impressive that it, it ties in so yeah. much that they've got it structured out and it can be like pick all the pieces and parts necessary and go 
Well, as Asiko was also <laughs> saying in chat, there was an awful lot of uh, focus on subsumption in the sprints that they've been doing. And they've managed to get an awful lot done, which is, uh, they, they themselves remarked upon it, uh, which is a good sign. Two sprints, one month. <laughs> there sounds like uh, something we should never Google. Um, so the, uh, I'm just looking up in chat because there was also, I mean, they also um, talked about, um, yeah, yeah, we've got more on the hurricane, which also happened. Mm. Now, here, we talked about the hurricane um, last time, and one of the things I kind of liked when I talked about it to you was the Messer idea and the fact that it's more built for uh, suppression of people. I like that idea of it, but they didn't give us that. But no, but to but in ATV they actually did talk about it being also used for attacking the land and attacking buildings. And I went, Oh somebody in there has a black cart like me. Um and I felt so. So, so it good. was you know, not a do. But they talked about the retaliator and other ships in that way as well. Which is, but see, all of that was connected more to the Mesa era and the various kind of decrees. I mean, um, we can always remember the one where the 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 tally uh, bays were full of fish. Um, was it the forty ninth or the forty? Does that mean I can bomb a planet with fish? Yes, you can actually. Um, I'm going to send you a link uh, which actually has the historical anecdote of this in the law. Um, yeah, this is wonderful. Yes, fish bombings, <laughs> fish bombs, fish bombs, glory, glory, whole fish bombs. Um, we also had item ports being discussed. Uh, now you and I pre um, stream were talking extensively about uh, the facials, but uh, w when I think we need to work our way up to that. So, um, in terms of... Yeah, you usually have to work your way up to the facials before... Well, no, I think, we'll it, I think, it, I, I think it's something that everybody it. was eagerly wanting to see. Um, at least to kind of, you know, kind of, you know, almost kind of being able so they could see themselves there, selves in it, as it were. Uh, because one of those things... Yeah, but you want to leave them we, in anticipation we, of it, so... I think, I think one of the things that we we do as potential players is we like to kind of imagine our world there and how we would interact and react but then we've also got to know uh we are what's what's going to be our faces what's on them like hair um and uh it's important that we kind of you know get that right but before we go there um i do want to talk about the item port clothing system now you and i discussed this um, previously, and mm -hmm. it's kind of like a mixed bag. It's something that didn't necessarily excite us per se, because it wasn't. If we if we describe excitement by something that's new, then it didn't excite us. Uh, but correct, it completely made me happy. Uh, uh, to see satisfied, satisfied, purely because um, they've talked quite a lot about this uh, and about how the system works. Now, uh, admittedly, they've talked about it in various separate kind of components, separate kind of discussions, and this was the 
first time they kind of I think really kind of brought it together and they brought together with visual uh, examples and showing the flexibility of it uh, and how it was a multi-department collaboration uh, yes. and that was fantastic to see um, uh, not just by the fact that um, the strengths of each department work together in order to make this happen but uh, just how advanced their thinking was and that they've been able to execute it. Um, I'd say the biggest thing that impressed me was the way they approached different issues that they could come across. Yeah. And that is something you will see very different between this game and other games is they thought about, okay, if someone puts on these smaller shoes, but they had these tuck-in pants that mm -hmm. are supposed to go in high boots, then you end up with a pant that's got this weird section of leg showing now. So how do we make it so that that doesn't happen or the leg just doesn't disappear? So you've got that you can actually mix and match proper clothing mm -hmm. and and so on. Whereas another game will be like, nah, nah, you you just get like 20 outfits and we're, they're all preset and you can't mix and match. And, or if they do, they all look pretty much exactly the same mm -hmm. because they are crafted to be that way and they don't give you the flexibility. So I, th I think they're finding that line between giving us flexibility and understanding the limitations of it though. Yeah. One thing I would like to see from them let us pick those stupid options. Let us yeah. pick the pants that are like that with the low shoes. Because if I buy pants that are too short in real life and wear low shoes, I can do that and look stupid. There's a reason that with fashion, you will go and buy a type of shoes and a belt and pants and a shirt that match up because they work together. And if you start just throwing on random things, sometimes you look ridiculous. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want, you can look ridiculous. I, Let us look ridiculous. I, if we it's, want. A, it's an odd one because I think there's a part of me going, I would like that to come as a much, much later thing, like a post launch thing. Uh, because I think after after that, we're going, to, we're going farther than we probably need to uh, at one point. But the other part of me goes that if you start to factor stuff like that in, then, oh my God, where can we go with it? Okay, so. Uh, how does what you wear and the combination of what you wear influence uh, and affect the people that you're with and around? And I mean beyond like the Nintendo um, classic game, The World Ends With You, where you shopped in, uh, you know, uh, you know, in the uh, Japanese fashion district. It's... Uh, <laughs> I'm just reading what Photomorph just written, wrote in chat. I can't say anything. Um, where you basically... Um, you know, can influence people with your with your clothing. I would, I would, for, I would never hesitate to say that. I totally expect them not to have worked that into the into any current system, simply because they've got so much of everything else they need to do. However, if you're looking to create active, ridiculous combinations, rather than things that kind of tie together, then it raises the questions from one side, which is in the future culturally. What is ridiculous? What is not ridiculous? But what are what are the forms of social judgment? And two, how does that then kind of factor in into your engagement? And this kind of nerd think is something that I hope to God that, that nobody is going near, because 
Um, yet. Well, let's say yet, but it's it it's it's time to pull up to to, to like we're at the nerd event horizon. Um. Yeah, because if you go down that rabbit hole, that's a lot of extra work they don't need right now. But eventually, after the launch, why not? Look at a system that changes your reputation based on your ridiculousness of planting. Um, now, the only way that will truly work for me, then, just to take it even further, is if they do it a la um, Telltale Games Walking Dead. So uh, you put on the worst combination ever, and Fido, your pet, looks at you, and the text will go, Fido will remember this. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that I could go for. Um, there, as Starticle says, there will be levels of rep, reputation, but I think that's more on what you do plus how you uh, engage, um, whether you you know, respond to people in the, in the right way or what they're expecting. Um, yeah, there will be immediate local system, regional, factional, and so on. Um, it will be very interesting to see how that affects with orgs, whether or not uh, the taint of your org, and I use that term exactly, uh, <laughs> will, uh, will, will leave its mark on you um, when uh, you yourself are, are, are working as an individual. It, it'll be interesting to see just how many uh, people change and move orgs based upon so that mark. You're saying the taint of the testes leaves a mark on us all? All I say is don't drink and drive. Um, so but do drink and fly spaceships. Do drink and fly spaceships. Because no, it will, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how long wreckage will, will, will last in space or will it despawn after a while. So obviously no evidence. Move on. Um, what else did you see, Grackies? Faces. Oh, faces. Before we get to faces, and I know we're kind of bouncing around a bit. Um, what? Because we, we, we started talking about the item port system and the clothing. But prior to that, we were actually talking about the hurricane. Now, we were. We were. So we've, we've got another. We had one Q&A drop this week. And we're having another one drop mm -hmm. probably in about the next couple of hours. Uh, or has, maybe has even already dropped. Um, what are your thoughts on the ship? I mean, is it something that would appeal to you, or is it... To me, yes, because I like agile fighters, and I like that punch to it. Mm -hmm. However, I need to see a lot more in the game balance area go through first before I can make a decision on something like that, because the game still right now as it is either that the thing that worries me is that a mm. ship like that the way the game is currently balanced and i know they're working really really hard on changing that but if you load something like that out with physical weapons that's an i win button mm. because it's fast it's agile it's maneuverable and it has that much loadout on it if it gets those guns to bear on something it's an i win button that's... if say one of those ships jumps another from behind an asteroid it could destroy it before that other one has a chance to respond. It's I don't like I win buttons in games. Do you um do you recall um a historical document called Jurassic Park Two? There was a second Jurassic Park. Shut up. The uh with uh clever girl. Or clever. Well boy. that was 
Was that Jurassic Park One? Was it? No, it wasn't. That was yeah. Pete Clever Pop- Girl was in the no. That uh, was Pete Poffer's in the jungle. Uh, he came yeah, in on that, second. The Clever Girl was in the first one. That was the Raptors, and that from, got him from, when he was on his way to the. Okay, we yeah. need to take it to chat. Chat, come back to us and let us know. But um, I think that a hurricane would have uh, dominance uh, if it's definitely a, like a one-to-one engagement. Um, uh, but equally, if you've got a couple of ships together, there's just enough chance for a positional play on it that could take it out. Uh, Fulton Wolf says it's Jurassic Park 1. Really? Mm? Shit. My God, why did I break that up into the second film? I don't know, because that's one of the best lines from the first movie. Maybe it was so good, I wanted an entire movie where that was the best bit. And so easily... Or you're blocking out the rest of two because it doesn't exist. (laughs) And you had to put something good into it. Okay, there were three Matrix films. Um, We're getting lots of... There were four. Oh, if you... Include the Animatrix. I see where you're coming from. Which was far better than two and three. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so, yeah, we're getting lots of um, Jurassic Park quotes in chat. Thank you, guys and girls. Um, so, from from my kind of viewpoint, I think it's, it's one of those ships where the... And this is going to come, I think, more when we have systems and jumping and moving, uh, where we start to kind of build in our fuel where the Hornets are close range and the Gladiators are close range kind of uh, fighters. They need a, a, a boarding platform to kind of go from, whereas the Hurricane is a medium um, uh, du- uh, duration fighter, which means I would imagine it has at least one or two jumps, maybe just to jump in it. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'm just watching people go mental in chat. Um uh, the the thing I'm kind of curious about is uh, I'm a boom and zoomer and mm-hmm. this so closely appeals to me with the exception that it doesn't have the armor and it's got a low power point for the shields and I know that uh, uh, one of the rules of successful dogfighting is uh, not to necessarily score a hit on your opponent. It's not to be hit. Uh, step one, don't be hit. Step two, do the rest. Um, and I know I'm wobbly on, on step one, so something tells me that as much as I'd want to kind of um, either get this or upgrade one of my other ships, it would be, uh, it would be my coffin. I just simply couldn't handle it. I can uh, see that. Yeah, you've seen how I fly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, looking at the stats, Hurricane is awesome, but so is the Vanguard. Still two six one. Uh, I still think the Vanguard is awesome. I just think it is uh, a victim of balance passes. You know, it's still uh, to, to some extent fully worked out. and. Yeah, and on top of that, it's a big ship, so it'd be easier to spot. Mm. See, 
what happens is when I, I think about these ships, I try to think about how they're actually going to play in the full game. Mm. A lot of people that look at the ships currently look at that them from the perspective of either the dogfighting they've experienced in the current PU Crusader yeah. area, which one has some pretty bad lag pretty bad lag issues which makes it difficult and two is a lot of open space fighting there isn't a situation of lay and wait fighting yet there isn't a situation of interdiction or they see it in arena commander which is everyone can target you everywhere on the map unless you chaff and then it's gone only for a half second and they always know where you are so it isn't an actual scenario that you're likely to run into in the persistent universe mm -hmm. What it is, is it's an arena combat situation. So in a situation of the main universe area, what you're going to see, if you put too much firepower onto a ship, especially mm -hmm. a lighter, smaller ship, one, it'll be harder to see it incoming. Two, if it's meant to boom and zoom and can get in and get out and has that much punch, you have to be really, really careful about overdoing it. And it's sort of one of those early, hey, just keep your eyes out, guys, because you have done this in the past with ships. Mm. Um, and they have. They they have definitely misbalanced ships before. Oh, God, yes. But you interdict, say, a Hornet, so you get the jump on it, so it's pulling out. Uh -huh. That Hornet's going to be a bit slower than you. And even though it, it's not even the Super Hornet, say, so it's not going to be as heavily armored, and you know it's part of, say, an Escort, that's it, or it's moving into an escort. Now you're going to get a strafing run on it, and it'll either be instantly destroyed or disabled. So it's going to be out of interdiction before it can respond. It's completely shut down and wiped out, and then your ship is gone. And then you can just do that over and over and over again. So if you've got one ship that can do it that consistently, mm -hmm. because it's too fast to respond to it, and it has too much firepower on that hit you're left with one of two situations either you have to team up against one ship so now you're throwing three ships against one in all instances or the other case is that you end up where everybody has to use a hurricane because they all have to match off well I, it's 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 like a it's like an fps balancing thing it's, i i uh, totally i totally get it's arena balance i totally get the fps uh balancing the game you also. need to have a counter to it in other words and currently there's no counter to physical weapons really that's <sighs> the big problem i think there is no counter to physical weapons but i think one of its great the, the greatest thing there is uh, if you can land uh, a couple of solid hits it's fact Theoretically, based on what we've been told. Theoretically. But that's where my worry comes in is, will you be able to pull the hits before all of those guns are on top of you? And if they are physical, that much physical damage will punch through a shield instantly and pretty much disable well, the Well, okay, I'm not going to... I totally agree with that scenario, but um, I'm, I'm not really tied into its slightly pessimistic premise because oh no I'm, I'm not saying it pessimistically it's more of a hey keep your eyes open for this devs when you're you're setting mm -hmm. up the ship because it's concept it's not even in game yet its stats aren't done yet so it's a hey when you put it into the tool keep your eyes on this because this has happened yeah multiple times in the past so there's a history of this reoccurring over and over and over now, so it's like don't let it happen again let's let, let's see if we can get around it. i think one thing that would be very interesting is what its eventual signature will be because that could really be a decider in its effectiveness um you know and how how it how it approaches uh but anywho um we've held off long enough 
tell us about the facials. Yeah. Facials. I'm sorry, I'm 12. Um, so, to boil it down, holy shit, high detail, being able to set up your character face to look essentially, in the long run, like any face you want it to look like. Um, Realistically. Yeah, so basically, uh, three lateral. Um, uh, are working with um, CIG in order to get the... Uh, facial mapping and, and so forth being done for Squadron 42 for the, all the Tier 1, Tier 2, 3, so on, uh, uh, facial animations. They've uh, scanned in quite a few um, real, like, totally, like, totally real, totally real people. Um, and they've got a system which allows you to select aspects uh, so you can select a. F tell me how how wrong this is. You can select a head, um, mm -hmm. and you can then go and select. So this is like one of the default heads. Say there's thirty heads. Um, allows you then to pick all the aspects, all the kind of components of that head, and allows you to adjust and reference based on that head and the other heads. How would you is that right explain explanation of it? It is, but it like I'm trying to picture how you said it in my head, and I'm not getting a clear picture of how they did it that way. Okay. Uh, essentially, the way it is is you pick your your tonal color first, mm -hmm. so you have a palette of essentially skin tones from different people. So you yeah. pick which one you want to start with, and it gives you a base face. Mm -hmm. Then from there, you would pick say forehead. And you would say, I want a little bit of this forehead, a little bit of forehead A, forehead D, and forehead F. Mm -hmm. So as you move the sliders, it readjusts all three of those based on how you're moving the head in and out. So it's picking from all of those skull types so that essentially what it's doing is saying, okay, these skulls can match up physically so we can just blend them together and if you want your forehead to look like this it's a little from this skull this skull and this skull and to do that there we go now now you've got what you were looking at there oh you want to work with the eyes and how you know scrunched they are or how wide they are how you know tilted they are how big they are eye coloring then you can tweak all of that very, very finely, and it pulls from multiple reference sources again and says, I need a little bit of this eye, a little bit of this eye, a little bit of this eye, and I can blend it, and yeah, there's your eye. It's kind of like a super advanced version of one of those programs where it's like, hey, if person A and B had a baby, what would it look like? It's kind of like that. That's bloody... That's a much better Except way of you have millions of options in the long run is what they're aiming to do. There's an entire presentation uh, that's below the ATV that links to the Twitch stream for GDC. Yeah, I think it was. And they showed off their software and they said, we've got like 30 heads here, but it's meant for a much larger database. And it's supposed to be a lot of reference points, which eventually means in the long run, you can make yourself exist in there or anyone you want it's yeah yeah that's yeah that's pretty fucking amazing um uh yeah that is i mean just taking a moment to kind of think about that it's 
pretty pretty damn amazing. And and that all is set up at like so your character will essentially look on par to one of those characters that would you would see it not just in an MMO but in like a main single player first person shooter game where the main characters all rendered out your character kind of looks on part of that and everybody will be able to get a character looking on part of that so it's a universe of people that look extremely realistic it's actually almost a little unnerving yes Especially when they had the row of eight heads in the video all talking at the same time, mouthing the same thing silently, wordlessly, all cross-eyed too. They were all kind of cross-eyed. Yeah. So there was a weird focal point where their the character eyes were focusing. So it was these half creepy, half goofy looking disembodied heads silently mouthing. Where it was freaky. It kind of uh, made me really want to rewatch Eraser Head. Um. But yeah, I mean, the one question I'd have to you is, uh, when when you get your hands on it, what mm -hmm. what's the face first face you want to create? Mine. I'm gonna make Skinny Me because they're all mm -hmm. fit in Star Citizen, so I'm calling him Skinny Me. Which is kind of interesting because I thought um, I initially thought that would be like the first thing I would make as well, um, a version of you. Um, but thinking about it last night. Uh, I'm actually thinking that I'd want to create a character that wasn't me because uh, my, um, my name's Colin. I have my online gaming persona, Dubla Thackeray. Uh, my account is on is Dubla Thackeray. It's the first character I'm going to make, Dubla Thackeray, and look like Why not? and look like me. Well, because I'm probably going to accidentally shoot myself in the head before my body explodes due to a decompression issue. Um, I am not um, uh, a person who should be trusted with a baby. So how the hell can I be a trusted with a game avatar? Um, so then make me. Because remember, I blow myself up all the time. And I, I giggle at the idea of it. So number of times I've killed you in XCOM. Um, so... <laughs> the okay. number of times I've killed me in XCOM. Yeah. Broken Matt says, no Dubla, make Grackies. Everyone make Grackies. Operation Grackies. Let's all make Grackies on day one. I, I am very much behind this. Uh, go to the Twitters and make Operation Grackies a thing. I want to see, as soon as everyone has character creators, just a swath of me. Whatever helps you get your rocks off. Um, it would. It would. Oh, I mean, of course it would. Uh, I've posed myself the clone me question many a time. Oh, and my. the answer is yes, I would. Oh my, oh my God, I've learned, <laughs> I've learned too much tonight. I have learned. Too I broke much. you, Blart. You do understand. I, I, I have a very visual mind. I uh, know. Wow. Because I've got, I've kind of got you in a bit of a repose, like but like American Beauty. Um, I can picture it. I'm this sure you bloody me. can. Um, but yeah, no. So I'm kind of thinking that I'd like to try to make um, uh, m myself. Uh, but equally, I'm kind of thinking about well, like when I play Mass Effect, or when I've played Mass Effect, I never try to make my own face. 
in that, but I still connected to the Avatar and the Avatar's story. To me, that's more of experiencing a movie mm. in those types of games where I'm experiencing the life of a different character. Whereas with a simulator game such as this, I am stepping into that world. So what happens when your character dies? I'm dead. And then you go and make a new character. So it's... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, then I, I create someone new. So me as me is gone but in that universe. That but I character... move on through the next character that knew me somehow or something. Yeah. I guess I have to take it from in my head from an RP scenario where um, you create a character and you fully embody it, but the visual of that character is not necessarily you. It it may be an exaggeration or aspects of you. Um, but yeah, no, I mean it's kind of weird. This was this was like late night brain farts last night when I was thinking about this after watching ATV and what that would all mean. Uh, I think we can kind of revisit this as we we kind of get into the actual engineering of it. But at this moment in time, I, from moving from definitely having the Dubla Thackeray character with my Fizzog, um, I want to kind of maybe kind of move into, uh, uh, you know, clan Dubla Thackeray, where uh, differences to how I look and a complete radical interpretations of what a human being may look like with big eyes or have how, how much can you fuck it up I think I'd be okay with that now um, oh yes <laughs> uh, yes actually as uh, uh, Jay Lee says from what we have stated before I think we we're going to make the next character would be your next of kin um yeah because i think it doesn't have to be related though. yeah it's, it's whoever your beneficiary is it could have been a business partner it could be a step kid if you wanted to do that it, when it was discussed i remember the death of the spaceman stuff pretty well yeah and from what i remember it's you designate someone as your beneficiary it doesn't necessarily have to be blood and relation. originally i think not originally or semi-originally one of the things that was also being said was it could also be one of your other player characters if it was so if you had uh multiple packages the slot from the npc slot kept on the side. so yeah. uh in, in, a, in a romanticized notion that um i hope to have like the ah it's a glorious day i think i'll stare out at the sun and then there will be like a, a, an electronic communication back to my uh my hangar going uh, he's fucked. Um, you, you're the janitor. I didn't think your butler Gerald would say he's fucked, but that seems appropriate. <laughs> yeah, it will be. It will be. Uh, you know, your janitor uh, has received this email. Now has access to all your ships. Go for <laughs> it. <laughs> um, uh, Broken Matt says. Uh, uh, in fantasy games, he often calls himself Matthias instead of Matt because, I mean, that's totally more fantasy, right? Yeah. Um, and so right now, I'm Uno Thackeray, Dubla Thackeray, Trio Thackeray, Quadro Thackeray, and Dodeca Thackeray. <laughs> that's actually fucking genius. And we will have to see what happens there. Um, yeah. Oh God, no seriously, that's just wonderfully evil. Okay, so, Grankies, where can we find you? 
You can find me on twitch.tv slash grockies, G-R-A-K-E-E-S, as well as Twitter, YouTube, and anywhere across the net. Just look for grockies under that spelling, and you'll be able to find me. Make sure you to follow all my stuff. And you can find me lurking in Gracky's um, Twitch channel at G-R-A-K-E-E-S. Uh, you can also find me at my own Twitch channel, uh, which is Dubla Thackeray. That's D-O-U-B-L-A-R-T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y. And yes, Gracky's is making sure I've learned to spell my own fucking name. Um, and you can also catch me on Twitter by the same name. So with that... You did screw it up last week. Oh, fuck yourself. Um... <laughs> every night but tenderly um so with that chat you've been wonderful um people in, in podcast land thank you again for subscribing listening to us uh we do like uh hanging out and talking shit and it's great to know that people enjoy it and with that fuck you all and see you next week bye audio bye if you like what you heard please do feel free to follow us. We also do video stuff as well. And give us a review on iTunes. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or just indifferent. We want to hear what you have to think. Well, not everything you have to think. I mean, that, that could be a lot. <laughs> <laughs>